Now, if you follow the news closely, more than 52 million people headed to the polls lately in the country of Thailand. And given the fact that this country just quickly finished another major election. Now, one thing we have to understand, this election rather have a major political and also economic impact on the country. And given the fact today, younger generations, as we mentioned before, are generating much greater noises, not just the countries in China and the US, and particularly in the country of Thailand. As we're speaking right now, the election results are still yet to be found, but right now, the leader within the move forward a party is projected to be the next leader for the country. Now, what about the future for Thailand? And also, how about the younger generations? Are they going to be satisfied with the newly elected leader, presumably? And also, what about this current economic situation in Thailand today? So that's why today we're going to put all the questions together for our distinguished speaker, which is Ude. Again, if you follow our show, you should be familiar with Ude. He appeared on our show numerous times regarding the ongoing political change, not just in Thailand, but also around the world. Well, Ude, and welcome back to The Missing Piece. Thanks for having me here, Will. It's great to be back here. Well, Woody, again, I want to get started with a very simple question. As we mentioned before, this recent election in Thailand mattered to a lot of people, especially to the younger generations. As we're speaking right now, the leader from this, what we called Move Forward Party, is projected to be the leader. And also, he actually represented the majority of the youth within the nation. Can you help us why this election is so important and how should we understand with this presumably leader who is going to be the next leader for the country? What do you say to that? Yeah, so well, why this election is so important for Thailand, it's, as you said before, Thailand is at a crossroads. This is a transformation with the results have shown us yesterday. Uh, for context, in the last 20 years, Thai politics has been divided between the military and conservative establishment on one side and the Shinawatra family on the other side. Uh, Takshin Shinawatra was the prime minister. He lives in exile and um, he has been in exile for about 17 years. But his parties have always been winning the popular votes and the most amount of seats. And this is the first time in 20 years we have this new party that's emerged. Uh, the Move Forward Party, mm. and this has taken 151 seats so far, which is the biggest um, results. This is this is very new, notable because the Move Forward Party, to give you a bit of history on it, it actually started as the Future Forward Party, mm. and it campaigned in the 2019 elections. In the 2019 elections, it came in second or third place, after which authorities uh, decided to ban the party and they disqualified its former leader from politics for 20 years. Because this was something new to the military establishment, this was something new to the powers that be. And after they banned um, the future forward party, that's what kicked off you know, the youth-led street protests in Bangkok for two years where you know thousands of people were protesting and some of them got violent and um, you know the unrest that we saw in Thailand over the last few years. Mm. And since then, the government has basically been arresting the protest leaders. It's been charging them under the laws of defaming the monarchy 
and it's been suppressing the movement and the protests now they don't happen frequently and they're much smaller than what they used to be so this election was a real chance for you know the young voters and the electorate of thailand to come out and show who they really support uh, who they really support without having to be arrested for protests or mm. you know so it's a really show of strength for the move forward party and this this is um this will change thailand's political dynamics over the next few years now as for the move forward party leader pita uh he wants to be the prime minister so far he has about 308 votes in total mm. uh he needs 376 to successfully be nominated as the prime minister um right now it's not clear that will happen one concern is that what will what the government and the conservative establishment is going to do is that they're going to find some reason to disqualify him or ban the party as they've done before mm. now this will set off a lot of public anger and they cannot necessarily and the authorities will be concerned that okay if we do ban the party which has clearly won the most number of votes mm. which has this much of a majority which has the people's mandate how do you you know it's very hard to silence them and that's that's what is over the next couple of months we'll see how the government will try to suppress this and try to prevent the move forward party from coming to power Again, as you mentioned before, right now, the leader from this Move Forward Party, which is PETA, again, based on the research, if I'm not mistaken, he was actually educated overseas. So in other words, over the years that PETA tasted the, um, the, the goodness of democracy, and also he experienced and witnessed the transformation of the country. Now, again, let's dive into this person's background a little bit more. He represents the youth power for the country. Clearly, the younger generations spoke up and believe that PETA shall be the next person who desires to lead the country towards prosperity, political stability. Of course, we're going to get to economic in a second. So, Ure, from your perspective, again, having this someone that who who was educated overseas and witnessed the democracy and witnessed the transformation of the world, how important it is for us to continue to pay attention to this person? And also, how do you think his educational background actually elevated his status to be the next prime minister? What do you say to that, Ure? Okay, so regarding his educational status, I think that definitely helped it maybe possibly influence ideas and, you know, the kind of the way the Move Forward Party has been acting because um, in, in the campaigns for elections, nearly every party was uh, taking very populist policies, but the Move Forward Party, it was actually focusing on, you know, more economic issues and trying not to succumb to populism um, and that kind of thing. and. I think what's more important about Pizza is not his educational background, but what he and what the Move Forward Party represents, which you have alluded to, is it's you know they are a democratic kind of um, and they are seen as a symbol of democracy, of hope for the youth. They are seen as progress. You know they're not seen as the corrupt, political, entrenched, or the elites in Thailand. Uh, the people want stability. They don't want more military coups. The last mm. coup was in 2014, right? This is only the second election since the last coup. Mm. 
And since 1932, when Thailand became a constitutional monarchy, since then there have been made more than 20 coups in the country. There have been nearly 30 prime ministers in about 70 or 80 years, which is quite a high number, mm. um, you know? So he represents something. He represents change for Thailand. The Move Forward Party represents a more kind of idealistic progress uh, that's based on democratic values and principles that wasn't there with the conservative parties or the military, obviously. Mm. Yeah. Would I, again, help us with better understanding regarding the role of the military? Because we know that today, when we talk about the government is being ruled under the military power, for example, again, we have seen the country such as Pakistan, again, the country of Egypt. Clearly speaking, those countries are under the authority of military. And that's why the younger generations, particularly they are very vocal uh, regarding their disgruntled attitude and also the anger opposition towards the military government. Now, again, take us back when we talk about Thailand. What is the role of the military today in Thailand? And now, again, as we assume that Pita is going to become the prime minister if he collects enough votes, how does his position are going to align with the military or if he's going to willing uh, to be willing to work with the military power. So help us with better understanding of that. Right. So the role of the military in Thai society, it has always played an entrenched role because Thailand has been a kingdom for over a thousand years. And the military has been a part of preserving that. And um, like over the years, over the last hundred years, they've justified many coups and they've justified intervention into Thai politics to preserve, you know, the states because they believe that, you know, they are the ones who have to take care of it to protect the royal institution. Um, they are the caretakers of Thailand. At, at least that's what they think and mm -hmm. that's what they try to project it. Uh, so that that's their role. And it's, it's more than that, like in the 2017 constitution that the elections are being held under and what Thailand is under right now. Mm. Uh, what happened was in the constitution, it was drafted that the military will be able to appoint 250 senators who serve as the upper house of parliament. Mm. And these 250 military appointed senators effectively uh, back the conservative bloc. And in the 2019 elections, they were the ones who voted for, you know, uh, the incumbent Prime Minister Prayuth, who was a former general. Mm. Uh, another thing, there's a lot of the military people that have been prime ministers or, you know, in, um, involved in politics. And uh, one of the issues is since the last coup in 2014, from 2014 to 2019, uh, we had Prime Minister Prayuth Chan-ocha in control, in control of the military junta. And then what happened is in the 2019 elections, they basically used the parties and the elections as a way to cement the military in a more democratic way mm. in Thai society and to give them more legitimacy by saying, yes, we are democratic and look, our parties have won or we have allowed this. But it's, you know, that's a bit of a facade. And these results have shown because the, the military aligned parties, the Palang Tachadat Party or the United Thai Nation Party, uh, the Palangkachala party, especially, it's lost a lot of votes. Mm. You know, it is not in, in 2019. It was in the top three. Now it's the fifth party and it's only has about 40 votes, maybe. 
So we're seeing that this the public has a lot of disaffection with the military because the military, through directly or indirectly controlling Thailand uh, over these decades, most of the economic issues or things have not been solved at this point. So, you know, this way, this election really signifies like people are voting for a change in the incumbent because they don't believe that, you know, the conservatives or the military have been are legitimate and or their power is justified because they haven't been able to produce the results. Mm. Now, uh, with regards to how the military and the move forward party will interact, uh, this is this is where it's going to be problematic. And this is where there are, you know, concerns about another potential coup or, you know, some sort of military intervention in Thailand in the next few months, because the move forward party, they want to take away some of the powers that the military has. They want to take away the military appointed senators in the constitution. Uh, these are all demands that the pro-democracy activists that the youth have had. Um, so they essentially want to dilute the power of the, <laughs> of the military, sorry. Mm. And the military is not going to let that happen very easily. So it, it's going to be a tense time ahead if, you know, Pita becomes prime minister and then his party starts pushing policies to, you know, reduce mandatory, uh, take out mandatory um, inscription and, um, you know, like other other things to limit the military. So th this is definitely a source of, you know, tensions over the next few months. And this will be key to watch in like Thailand's political stability. Ude, again, let's, uh, I want to focus on one more question before we move on to the issue on the economy. Yeah. Again, based on, how you describe the relationship between military and also the prime next prime minister for the country. Now, again, are we going to see a major political clash between, let's say, if Peter were to be the next prime minister and also the existing of the military? Because one thing, the reason why I keep on asking this question is that the citizens today in Southeast Asia, particularly in Thailand, and nobody will like to be caught in the middle of the two superpowers, or no one will like to be caught in the middle of what we call a, a political instability. So how do you think this tension between the next prime minister and also the military power could have impact on the citizens in Thailand today? And also that really tied into our, um, our next topic related to economy. And we know that the economy in Thailand really matters. So if this country continue uh, um, to suffer in this political instability, how do you think that people in Thailand are going to react to this tension, and particularly the younger generations? Again, give us your insights, Ude. Great. Uh, well, that's a really good question. I think, um, so over the past 20 years, if we look at the military and uh, the parties I've mentioned, the Shinawatras, is it's been a back and forth between them with people going on either side and you know it being very divided and stuff and as the impact on the economy it slowed down the economy people are more interested in politicking and fighting each other in the 2010s like there were violent protests in bangkok you know people, the military was deployed mm. um people were shot and killed um those kind of things so with, with these elections what the vote for move forward, the move forward party does show that people are sick of this fighting between these two sides that have been fighting for a long time. And 
for them move forward as a way out into newer pastures where you know they can focus on the economic issues at hand or on the social issues at mm. hand um because again as i had said uh the military has a very controlling presence in the country and it does not want to let go of power and with the move forward party it does have the people's mandate but whether the military will allow it to you know let them take its power away that that's going to be an issue and if for example the military starts deploying troops to bangkok or you know there's suggestions of oh, that that will set off protests that will set off violence uh you know so the military's actions will be a point of contention in the coming weeks because how it reacts to this will be key to watch of course ude today we the last thing we would like to see is any political tension or turn the political tension into a um what we called a societal <laughs> chaos but again let's get to the next part of the conversation regarding the economy again based on the report yeah. experts believe that regarding which party takes the lead in this election the economy will be a <clears throat> excuse me a key agenda for Southeast Asia's tourism and manufacturing hub. Now, again, Wude, I want to get um, I want to share a number with you and also get your reaction. Based on the report, the Thai economy grew 2.7% in the first quarter of 2023 from a year earlier supported by the strong recovery in tourism and rising consumption. But the gloomy global economic outlook still weighed on the nation. Now again, Ude, help us with better understanding. How do you think that the next prime minister, again, regardless who the person might be, is going to work harder or even to make greater contribution to this economic growth or to this economic boost? Because we know that for countries, yeah. particularly like Thailand, uh, uh, in Southeast Asia, economy is playing one indispensable role in order to generate. Much more confidence and stability within the country. So, how should we understand the number, and how do you think this person is going to shoulder much much greater responsibility regarding the economy? What do you say to that? Right. Um. Yeah. So, regarding the numbers, yeah. Uh, this year, Thailand has been recovering. I think um, you know, tourism is a big part of the economy, and as in most places, the COVID pandemic really took away. Uh, from a lot of people's livelihoods and incomes, and uh, another thing that has boosted tourism is after China reopened its border controls, mm -hmm. and uh, because a lot of Chinese tourists come to Thailand, and they are a big part of um, the demographic there. So that that has been helping the economy, and you know, as, as we go back to the pre-COVID kind of travel, you know, this will all come back. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of Indian tourists going to Thailand now. So, uh, in, in terms of you know tourism, it is it is getting back there. Uh, but but the bigger issues with regards to Thailand's economy, which voters have had, is is the issues of you know um, income inequality, of corruption, of you know farmers living on subsistence while rich people, while the wealthy in Bangkok party as they do. You know, so there's a lot of those kind of uh, dynamics going on within the Thai economy itself. And in that sense, when the Move Forward Party, um, it campaigned on economic issues, on how to raise wages, on how to address 
you know, uh, issues for farmers on how to address different sectors on how to look at jobs long term for youth on different sectors that, you know, they want to transform um, and build up the economy. While the other parties, they were basically saying, vote for us and we'll ensure that all farmers get X number of dollars mm. or Thai Or if you vote for us, like everyone's income will be increased without any, you know, clear policy in mind it was just a very populist kind of thing mm. uh so that that is the way the move forward party stands out from the rest because thailand is a very corrupt country as are most southeast asian and south asian mm. countries uh there's a high incidence incidence of corruption there and um if you look at the traditional parties in any Southeast Asian country, they normally have a lot of power, influence, and money, and they get comfortable in that, and their focus isn't necessarily the people who have voted for them on the grounds anymore after the elections. So now this will be a challenge. This will be the challenge for the Move Forward Party going ahead, whether it can live up to its election promises, because if it can, then in... 2027 or 2028 when the next elections are there it will be in a very good place mm. to you know so we have to really see whether they'll be able to implement the policies that they've been talking about the reforms that they've been talking about um to see whether that will happen and another issue is that move forward will be in a coalition they won't be ruling by themselves so now this is this is where things get more complicated because some of the larger parties in its coalition will want key positions and ministries for itself. Mm. And, you know, these these kind of political favors always bring a bit of corruption and graft mm. and, you know, those kind of dynamics as is seen everywhere in Southeast Asia and South Asia also. So there will be a bit of they will also have to deal with this dynamic, too, because to keep the majority in parliament, they need the support from the coalition partners. Mm. But the coalition partners have their own interests in mind also. And Thailand, there's a lot of money to be made um, if you're in control of an important ministry. Um, that's how coalitions are formed. Uh, different parties will come together and they'll say, okay, we should, we'll should we'll go nominate uh, or support this candidate if you give me the transportation ministry mm. or if you give me this, you know, mm. so then because they control the projects, they control the straight state budget and, right. you know, those it's a lot of resources and all. So that, that's a concern that is also there. But largely, if the move forward party can stick to its what it has said, then it really is something different than what we have seen in the last 20 years. You know, so that's why it, this is quite a transformation, as you said, in Thai politics. And this is a very important moment at this point. Ure, I want to wrap up our conversation by asking you a very simple question. How do you think this recent election in Thailand could impact other countries in Southeast Asia? Because again, not just in Thailand, again, the countries we're looking at, Vietnam, Philippines, Cambodia, again, again, Malaysia, etc. All those countries are still paying attention to this economic relationship with Thailand. And also they're looking for ways to strengthen this political ties with the country as well. So again, Ure, going back to the simple question, how do you think this election in Thailand could impact the overall relationship 
uh, with other countries in Southeast Asia, and why does it still matter today? Um. So, with regards to other countries in Asia, the Move Forward Party it's quite different, as、uh, we've been discussing. It's quite different from the established parties and the conservative parties.、Uh, one thing I would like to bring off note here is with regards to Myanmar, because、mm-hmm. Thailand and Myanmar are big neighbors, and we've talked about the situation in Myanmar. That's right.、Um, right. So,、um, the Move Forward Party has said that it. It would not support the military government in Myanmar, which the current Thai government tacitly does.、Mm. So that would be a major change in the status quo of you know ASEAN or the relationships within ASEAN, because this is one of Myanmar's biggest neighbors, and the military in both countries have had a long relationship and shared a relationship.、Mm. Now we're seeing a situation where you know the military might not be in power in Thailand, and we're getting a more progressive. A group that's more focused on human rights and、mm. you know these kind of democratic liberal ideas. So this this could definitely you know shift the situation on Myanmar and you know increase pressure on Myanmar and that will maybe galvanize ASEAN more to do to do more on the issue because Indonesia and Malaysia have been trying to do more on Myanmar but you know、uh, Thailand hasn't really done much. India well India is not ASEAN、um, but. You know, other countries there hasn't been much. So, within ASEAN, I think this this election would be key to see how the countries form around Myanmar and what Thailand's own foreign policy will be. Also, because another thing with regards to foreign policy is the Move Forward Party and Pita has specifically said that he's looking for a more rules based order.、Um, Thailand foreign policy up till now has been criticized、uh, has basically been very like. It flip flops a lot,、mm. and it's very opportunistic. You know, th- it's not a clear cut foreign policy. One minute it'll be this, the next minute it'll be something else. It, you know, it's whatever goes on. But with if Pita comes and says,、uh, if Pita comes and you know we have to move forward, party with a more cohesive foreign policy, we might actually see a stronger Thailand within ASEAN because even though it is a major country within ASEAN, it, it doesn't. It doesn't intervene. It doesn't say anything about any of the other countries much,、uh, you know. So we could get a more active Thailand within ASEAN, which which would be good because ASEAN has lost a lot of its teeth.、Hmm. Well, again, Ure, as we're speaking right now, we still don't know what the result looks like. But again, based on the report, but it does look like Peter from this Move Forward Party is projected to be the next leader, and hopefully, he's going to become. The next prime minister of the country, but meanwhile we need to keep this country in prayer and hoping that no more chaos and no more violence. Of course, it's not just about this political stability, and also it's about this joint effort that can create much greater noises and much greater positive results. Well, again, ladies and gentlemen, it's my great honor to speak to our good friend Ude. Again, Ude, it's one international uh, uh, writer. Of course, he's、uh, uh, a famous writer on militantwire.com. I strongly encourage everyone to follow Ude through social media, and we really appreciate his insights and give us on this election in Thailand. And we love to have you back on the show, brother, and always keep us informed regarding the countries in Southeast Asia. So, thank you so much for doing this. Thanks a lot again, Will, for having me.、Uh, this was really interesting, and it's always great to be here and being on the missing piece. So, thanks, Will.